There was a time when garden variety Americans were outraged by the Russian news agency TASS. We were outraged because halfway around the world we knew the Russian people were being lied to by a huge government-run media propaganda tool that brainwashed their people into thinking that right was left, down was up, and that evil was actually good. And while TASS certainly had those, quote, Russian commie pinkos, end quote, duped into believing their media would always give them the straight scoop, we knew that our American media would never do that to us. After all, we had Walter Cronkite and two or three other TV networks, we had radio and our local newspapers to confide in. But Cronkite and the like are gone now, replaced by multitudes of new media outlets coming into our lives on platforms not even invented in Walter's day. But the outrage is that so many of these media outlets are vying for ratings harder than they're vying for truth, making it much more tempting to twist, tweak, sensationalize, or lampoon the truth for the sake of political gain and the bottom line. Finding truth beyond the outrage for the sake of our kids. That's today on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome. I'm Rich Rosal, and if this is the first time you've stumbled upon us, we're very glad you did. This is a parenting program, and we take the subject very seriously. Our host is Trace Embry, and he spends most of his time, day after day, at the ministry that he founded more than 20 years ago, Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long, therapeutic, Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program working with teens in crisis. So what we do on License to Parent is to try to take what's learned here at Shepherd's Hill and pass that on to you to help you be more intentional in your parenting. And Trace, we uh, we often talk about the frustration that so many kids and parents alike are experiencing today along with the hopelessness that so many kids are feeling mm -hmm. as they attempt to sort through the never-ending barrage of information coming their way via any number of venues. And that can be digital, which we talk about a lot, or otherwise. Yeah. So let me toss it to you. How do we teach our kids to discern truth in all the information that we take in every day due to today's culture? Well, that's a question I'm going to toss to today's guest. Uh, but in terms of media content, I mean, there's a difference in knowing whether the information you're you're hearing is true and, and what we should actually believe about the information we're hearing or how to accurately or truthfully interpret and use the information we're hearing. Uh, for example, I, I mean, I might believe that President Trump really did call a person a nasty name and believe that, uh, you know, some news anchors called him a racist for doing it. Uh, that's the content. Uh, true or otherwise, but uh, even if you really did call a person a nasty name, I don't necessarily have to interpret or believe that he's a racist for doing it. I mean, that's the commentary that's so you know powerful and in influencing human minds, both young and old. Uh, bottom line, it, it doesn't make me or my kids racist because we disagree with a news anchor or several news anchors, for that matter, uh, who who might call him a racist. The problem we have in in today's postmodern relativistic society, Rich, is that. Whatever media source happens to offer an opinion that aligns with the person's presuppositions most, that's very often the opinion that gets accepted as truth. And that's the great liability of delivering news stories and offering opinions out of the same mouth. So our kids are now developing their presuppositions about life and morality 
by and large, more from a 24-7 media and entertainment barrage than they are from their churches or parents or, or you know, relatives. Uh, and by the way, one hour of church a week or a token amount of time with their parents is really no match for the other 166 or so hours of cultural indoctrination uh, via public school, entertainment, uh, the largely liberal news media. Uh, and or 300 social media friends. And all this gets warped and convoluted all the more when so many people in these information venues have agendas. I mean, whether it's LGBT, uh, immigration, race, politics, I mean, you name it. It's just hard to know what to, to believe or trust anymore. Right. And, and that, that brings a tremendous amount of insecurity to the table, not just for our kids, but for our adults as well. And, you know, I, I think we do a terrible disservice to our kids, to ourselves and to society at large, when we blindly accept and allow our kids to blindly accept everything that comes across the media uh, through, you know, screens today. Uh, Proverbs 1817 uh, would be good for us to heed. The, the first to present his case seems right until another comes along and questions him. Now, we need to teach our kids to start challenging more of the facts and opinions that, you know, come across me, the media wire by asking all the right questions. And this comes from, you know, uh, uh, teaching them how to think critically, yep. uh, which has gone away largely because of digital technology. That's a whole other story in the program. But because you, you said it in the opening, and I agree, the truth is too often sacrificed on the altar of political gain, ratings, and the bottom line. And, you know, we've also allowed feelings to trump facts. Uh, we should all be outraged about that, for crying out loud. Uh, sadly, though, I think it's all turning more and more uh, of us into a, a, a people who are just fine living in a mentally ill society. And that's never a good thing. Yeah. Well, joining our conversation today is Derek Hunter. Derek is a columnist, a radio host, political consultant, and he's author of the book we definitely want to talk about today called Outrage Inc., How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. Now, Derek has worked at the Heritage Foundation as a health policy analyst. He worked on Capitol Hill as a press secretary in the U.S. Senate. He was federal affairs manager at Americans for Tax Reform, focusing on tech, education, and judicial policy. And he was a co-founder of The Daily Caller, where he's a contributing editor and host of The Daily Caller podcast. He uh, previously hosted radio shows on WBAL Radio in Baltimore for about seven years and continues to guest host on various radio programs in Washington and Baltimore. In fact, he will be fleeing us today to get on the air <laughs> for such a program <laughs> this afternoon. And you can't blame him. <laughs> Incidentally, Derek and his wife and kids live just outside of D.C. in the People's Republic of Maryland. <laughs> well, uh, Derek, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And we should say uh, welcome outside the Beltway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you read my bio there. All that means is I couldn't hold a job. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's basically all that means. <laughs> well, listen, the subtitle of your book, Outrage, Inc., is How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. It's quite an accusation, uh, one we agree with, by the way, uh, and something I think uh, parents ought to be very alarmed about. Uh, what or who are you calling the liberal mob? Well, it's the liberal intelligentsia, the power structure, the media, the party leadership, the academics, mm -hmm. all of the people that, and, and Hollywood, all the people that you see on television uh, excoriating and scolding people for what they say and what they think and what they believe as being wrong. It's, mm -hmm. it's that mob, and then it's the mob behind them that you see go into the streets every other weekend to protest whatever it is they're told to protest, whatever this week's outrage happens to be. I've never 
I, I, I don't know where these people come up with the time to be able to go out into the streets every weekend. I do. They're, they're all unemployed with the, the useless uh, certificates of uh, consume lager they got from their four-year uh, party degree. Right. Well, that or their gender studies diplomas they found out weren't exactly in as high a demand as they might have thought. Exactly. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's the whole mess on the left. It's groupthink, so you can't really criticize somebody's pinky finger. You criticize their whole body, and every part of the left is part of a collective mind. Yeah. Out of curiosity, though, this liberal mob would say the same thing about the conservative side. Uh, so would you say there's a conservative mob? There are conservative mobs. I wouldn't say. I mean, you can go through issue by issue and find where conservatives and or Republicans disagree on various issues, particularly foreign policy, but even on domestic policy. Republicans had a majority in the House and the Senate, and they couldn't agree on repeal and replace for Obamacare. So there right. is a diversity of opinions. You've got everybody from a Rand Paul in the Republican Party in the United States Senate to a Susan Collins who is nearly a Democrat. On the left, in the Democratic Party, there really is uniformity. The only argument is how far left to go. And it's a matter of, do we go to 10 or do we go to 11? So you're not really <laughs> looking at the entire rainbow of, of ideas and thoughts over there. Mm-hmm. Well, unless they're homeschooled or in a good private school, kids currently being raised in conservative Christian homes are getting a full dose of... Uh, liberal and or postmodern relativistic thought in their public schools. And in the mind of a kid, uh, these new moral freedoms uh, sound much uh, like a much better deal than the ones offered at home by parents, conservative parents. Uh, how can parents convince, these conservative parents, that is, uh, convince their kids that their conservative notions that include self-restraint uh, are in the long run a much better option for a healthy and joy-filled life than the uh, no-holes-barred uh, new morality that is being uh, pushed out there in, in the movies and the music and all the things that our kids are, are being exposed to today. Well, as you guys know, parent, a job of a parent, and I just became a parent for the first time last year, so I'm not quite there yet. My daughter is just now running around carrying things off tables, <laughs> so we, we haven't had to counteract too much except to stop her from swallowing things. Yeah. But... Uh, you have to, it's sad, you used to be able to send your kid to school and know that they would be getting an education. They sure. would be taught how to read, write, and do math. Now they're being taught that there are 57 genders, and in the mm-hmm. UK there are 74 genders. Mm-hmm. They're taught that you're not allowed to judge anybody no matter what they do, and if it feels good, do it. And to say otherwise is wrong and hateful and intolerant. Tolerance used to mean if your neighbor decided to nude sunbathe on their deck, you thought, well, it's their property. I just won't look over there. Now tolerance means that your neighbor can come over and nude sunbathe on your deck, and you're supposed <laughs> to feed them dinner and drink. Yeah, you got to applaud. And, and if you don't celebrate them right along with that, you are somehow a hate monger. Yeah. So much of what parents have to do nowadays is counteract what society is trying to impose. It used to be live and let live, you do what you do, I'll do what I do, and if we don't like what each other's do, we just leave each other alone. Now it is, no, you must celebrate what I do, and of course that's not a two-way street, as you guys know. If you're a Christian in this country, you are able to be ridiculed, attacked, mocked, 
scorned, smeared, it doesn't matter, just for your religious beliefs. But if you are anything else, you have to be celebrated. And if yeah. you point that out, you're considered a, a monster as well. So sadly, much of parenting has become counteracting what society is trying to do. There's very little learning going on at school. There's more indoctrinating. You used to teach people how to think. Now they're telling them what to think yeah. and what is acceptable to think. Yeah. Well, moms and dads don't think just because your kids are in Christian school, let's say, or homeschool, that you're off the hook on this That's because right. the same unwiring has to take place every day as a result of social media and online access that yeah. you grant your kids. That's why we say so much about you've really got to be careful yeah. as to what access you give. Because that other parent that we call the American culture largely through digital technology is infiltrating your home whether you uh, yeah. understand it or believe it or not. But for parents raising kids in this information age, uh, both we and our kids seem to be as ill-informed as ever. Uh, that doesn't mean not informed, but ill-informed. And I'm not saying that, that you know, we aren't loaded with knowledge. We are, but so much of it seems to be largely worthless for human flourishing. How and why is this happening? Uh, what do parents need to be uh, aware of? And then what can we do about it? Well, why this is happening is pretty simple and as old as human beings. It's because it's a key to power. <laughs> you, you, if the truth doesn't help you obtain power, you go with a different truth. You go with, with different information. You, yeah. you just make it up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Well, I'll tell you one thing that drives me nuts is when you see somebody in the public eye uh, usually embroiled in some kind of scandal and they're out there either making the case for the scandal or trying to defend themselves against it, and they talk about how they are going to present their truth. They're, the truth yeah. is not individual to each person. There's the truth, and then there's your interpretation of the truth. There's your thoughts about the truth, but the truth does not depend upon your belief in it. Mm -hmm. But sadly, we have sort of ruined the language uh, in the last 20 or 30 years where we've taken commonly defined words, man, Thank woman, you been de defined all throughout all of human history and biology, uh, and now suddenly they mean something else. Yeah. Marriage, because a judge in, in Massachusetts decided it should mean something else, suddenly it now means something else. We are changing the definition of words based on the political whims of yep. the day. So in a certain way, it makes it nearly impossible to have a conversation, and when this really uh, gets to a point that it takes over everything, it's going to be make it impossible for there to be contracts between two people, because if you can redefine the words based, uh, you know, five years down the road on a contract, uh, based on what they've become, right. no contract will be legally binding. I, I, I wrote an article once about how when marriage was redefined, I said, okay, this is fine. Uh, then I want to declare my cats. I had three mm -hmm. cats at the time. I want to declare them as my dependents because at the time I didn't have children. I wasn't married. Uh, they were like my children. I fed them. I took care of them. So I treated them as my children. All I needed to do was find apparently a, a very PETA-friendly judge to declare that I was right. And not only would I get a $500 per cat tax credit, they're clearly <laughs> not my biological cats. Therefore, it would be a $5,000 per ch cat thing because I adopted them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless unless we as a civil society can dis agree on common terms. Right. Look, if you want to have... Gay marriage, it's not marriage. You want to call it civil unions, that's fine. You want to create a new category, that's fine. It's the redefining of terms based on the most undemocratic, judge's decree, You're right. uh, means possible based on the whims at the moment. And as you all know, 
whims can change. That's why we are a republic and not a democracy. Our founding mm-hmm. fathers recognized that the mob can be stirred up pretty easily and can be directed pretty easily, and they can swing pretty wildly if you let them. So right. that's no way to run a country, yet that's how we're running society no. now. How do we as, a, as adult parents really know what to believe anymore when we can go to one channel and everything the other channel has omitted and vice versa about any particular topic or person? Well, when it comes to news, I uh, advise the multi-pronged approach. If you're a conservative and you just go to Fox News and read the Daily Caller and, and the Drudge Report, you're not getting the full picture. And right. if you're a liberal and you only go to Huffington Post to watch MSNBC or CNN, you're not getting the whole picture. I advise, look, you should have enough comfort and confidence in your uh, your belief system to be able to expose yourself to contrary opinions. Mm-hmm. Just because the New York Times is a left-wing rag does not mean that they don't get the who, what, where, and why, uh, and when right in their news stories sometimes. You should expose yourself to as much information as possible. No, You'll begin to see common threads. And then you'll be able to say, okay, well, this has been reported in multiple places, so this part of it must be true. Mm-hmm. Yet this part is the only place I've ever seen that. Or this person is quoted in one article, but they deny saying it in another article. And you can kind of skew that to the side and say, all right, that part isn't true. The truth, we've never had more access to information, and we've never had more access to false information. That's so right. we have to be a farmer in a way and weed through the garbage to find the good stuff. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is columnist, radio host, political consultant, and author Derek Hunter. His book that we're discussing is entitled Outrage, Inc., How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. We'll be back with more conversation with uh, Derek Hunter and tell you how you can get the book if you're interested in finding it in just a moment. This is Licensed to Parent. The world of digital technology is always changing, and it's changing you, if you're comfortable with technology or not. Your kids may take technology almost completely for granted and rarely notice its effects. On the other hand, you may adapt to technology more slowly, but are affected by the digital invasion just as much as your kids. In the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships, authors Dr. Archibald Hart and Sylvia Hart-Fried uncover the ways digital technology is changing us from within, physically, mentally, and especially spiritually, and offers therapeutic and biblical strategies to become good stewards of our digital lives. The Digital Invasion also includes 10 pages featuring Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Find The Digital Invasion in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherd's Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful 
in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. This is Licensed to Parent with Trace Embry. I'm Rich Rosel, and our guest today is Derek Hunter, author of the book Outrage, Inc., How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. Trace? Derek, do you see uh, uh, news media professionals as being at all culpable for some of the irreverent and illogical attitudes, behaviors, uh, and worldviews of our kids today? And if so, uh, how so? Well, I do in a lot of ways. The... the uh Millennials and the next generation behind them have beliefs that are clearly being indoctrinated into them. Climate change, for example, the idea that everything you do is is ruining the planet. And you know, if if you just they don't they're not being taught the history. In 2005, when Katrina hit New Orleans, we were told by no higher authority than Al Gore himself that yeah. these types of powerful storms were going to become more common and decimate the Gulf Coast and Florida. And then the ensuing 15 years, we didn't have any hurricanes hit. But they're not taught that. They're taught that the storm that hit Houston last year was because of climate change. And by the way, we're going to get more and bigger of these storms. Again, it's the same old story. They never let the facts stand in the way of a good story. Right. And it's it, it, the problem is they're exposed to so many adults who are true believers in the progressive ideology that it's it's tough. It's not just one. It's not just the science teacher. There's a decent chance that the art teacher at your kid's school will bring up transgender issues somehow. It's it's a, They are coming at you from every possible way. They're less interested in the topic they're supposed to yeah. be educating your children on than they are the agenda they're trying to indoctrinate their children in. Yeah, and these, and these lemmings uh, that are indoctrinating our kids know that our kids are full of wisdom vinegar and always willing to look for a good cause to fight for. And, right. uh, so they, and a natural inclination to rebel against parents a little bit. That's right. Part of being a teenager. Right. So they use them like pawns on a chessboard. But, you know, we, we talk about movie stars and, you know, uh, musicians, you know, the 20 something athletes and, you know, some of these younger politicians like this, this gal in, in, uh, in New York. But I think what gets overlooked is comedians and the, and the, and the, the, the uh, punch, the power that comedians have. Uh, in in steering a kid's worldview towards something that he can't even explain why he believes what he believes. But you know what? John Stewart believes it. You know, Colbert believes it. Uh, could you elaborate a little bit on, on maybe what our parents should be uh, aware of when it comes to uh, what our kids are listening to on late night? That's what you have to counteract. And it is amazing. I believe in my book, I put a lot of jokes in there. There's about a joke per page or a little sort of snarky comment per page because I know that I remember more jokes from elementary school than I do facts from elementary school. If you learn something with humor, you tend to remember it longer and you remember it better and you're able to recount it better. That's what makes the late night comedians so sort of, I don't, dangerous is the wrong word, but that's the sentiment that I want to convey. Yeah, I'd use it. And <laughs> they, they, they are able to get people to believe half-truths. John Oliver does a half-an-hour show, and he puts about a half-a-minute worth of truth in there mm -hmm. every Sunday. 
but every Monday morning, Newsweek, Time Magazine, the, the major newspapers across the country, they will write up what he said, and they'll do it because they wish they could have said it themselves, but they can't yeah. because of the last veneer of journalistic integrity. So they get some little bias by proxy, but that's how you see every morning on social media, whatever Stephen Colbert was ranting about how evil the Republicans were the night before is all over social media, tweeted out not by normal, real, live human beings, but by news outlets. So you have to pay attention to it, because even if your kids aren't watching it, they're getting it the next day. Right. They're getting yeah. it somewhere. It's, it's the secondhand smoke of indoctrination. You don't have to stay up until midnight to watch the monologues anymore. Right. It's not Johnny Carson time. It's, it's right there on their phone when they wake up in the morning. Yeah, don't forget the YouTube, Mom and Dad. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about this. I, I don't think anyone on the right or the left uh, would disagree with how polarized our country is right now. I think that, that it may be the one thing we can agree on. Is that right. is that we are all disagreeing? There's a division right down the middle. A lot of people I've heard have compared this to the time right before the Civil War. Do you think we are poised for another civil war? And if so, what what would that look like? I don't think we're poised for another full blown civil war, but I do believe that there will eventually be political violence. We've saw it on a well, baseball field in Northern Virginia last year when a Bernie yeah. Sanders supporter marinated in the belief that the media had been telling everybody that the Republican health care plan was going to kill tens of thousands of people per year, decided he had to save those people by trying to kill as many Republicans on the baseball field as possible. We we have a, a media now, a, six months ago, it would have been unthinkable to compare anybody to Adolf Hitler. Now, journalists are, might as well be getting tattoos that say Trump is Hitler. Yeah. So that, if you honestly believe that Adolf Hitler resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, or that Nazis have taken over Congress, if you're unhinged enough to believe that, you could be unhinged enough to think that you have a moral obligation to act. And that's where it gets dangerous to me. That's where I concern. It's not going to be the Civil War was different because there was geographic boundaries and people were very, you weren't really, you didn't really consider yourself a citizen of the United States. You considered yourself a citizen of whatever state you happened to live in. Right. And there was, there was that line where these are the northern states, these are, these are the southern states. You knew who the enemy was. The enemy, if you will, in this situation could be your neighbor. It could be your brother. It could be your spouse. So uh, it, it's going to be – I don't think it will turn out into a full-blown civil war, but I do expect the left has been keeping that mob sort of angry just below the boiling point to try and motivate them to vote come November so it's a dangerous line to walk and hoping that it won't boil over. I hope it doesn't, but I could easily see it boiling over before November. You could, and as I said earlier, an angry mob is really easy to stir up. It's nearly impossible to control. Right. So Democrats are playing a bizarre, dangerous game of chicken that it won't be widespread violence, but I suspect there will be some violence. Yeah. I have no, no, there's nowhere else for it to go. Well, it's happening. I totally agree. Well, Derek, we have barely cracked the cover on your book, Outrage, Inc., How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. So that means we need to tell our listeners where they can find it if they would like to get the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. What's the best place to go to get your book? 
Amazon.com. Right now it's 40% off, so it's less than $17, and it can be to your house tomorrow if you want it. Wow. <laughs> well, go. I tell you what, for people who want to find out more about Derek himself, let me also direct you to his website, DerekAHunter.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, that's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, the middle initial A, Hunter.com. Derek, I'm sorry we have run out of time, but thanks so much for taking time out of your day to be on the program. We really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you for having me. And that is our time for this edition of License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. If you have a teen in crisis, we're here to help. Please contact us by following the links to Shepherds Hill on our website, LicensedToParent.org. You can learn more about our ministry, even help the work we do with teens while you're there, and you can listen to other conversations we've had on a wide range of parenting topics. Again, LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.